I have a friend who loves Christmas. She looks forward to it every year, more than anyone I know. During the month of December, she indulges in every Christmas movie, puts up all the decorations, and makes sure to see the Nutcracker at least once. But once Christmas is over, she gets sad. She puts her things away and sighs, <sighs> only 364 more days until Christmas again. And that's indeed the commercial narrative that we have all been given. My friend is not particularly interested in church, and so for her there is Christmas, an 11-month void, and then Christmas again. And I get the sadness. Post-Christmas can be an awkward transition. Even in churches, the first few Sundays after Christmas can sometimes feel a little disorienting. We've just spent an entire month preparing for the birth of our Savior. There have been carols, concerts, decorations, good food. And now we're just done? But it is scripture and Sundays like this that I so wish my friend could witness because they call us back to the truth of Christmas. While the stores would have you believe that Christmas is over, that the goal was December 25th, the birth of Christ, the end. These texts from Matthew and John remind us that December 25th was only the beginning. This Epiphany Sunday, we recall the Magi, three powerful men bowing to a small child as they offer valuable gifts. In seeing this baby Jesus, the Magi somehow know in their hearts that this is Emmanuel. These words offer us a story of hope, joy, love, and wonder. But above all, they point to a divine beginning. There's something going on here. God incarnate has been revealed to the Gentiles. This is what we celebrate on Epiphany. The Magi will take their leave eventually, go home, and begin telling the story of how they laid eyes on the baby Jesus. They have been forever changed. The story is beginning to spread. There's no going back. This Bethlehem birth was the raindrop in an otherwise still pond and now the ripples of grace and love are spreading. December 25th was only the beginning. Our gospel reading from John takes this idea even farther by wrapping it into the ultimate beginning, the birth of creation. In a way, this Johannine text is another nativity story, echoing the hymn of Genesis 1. God birthed order, light, and life into the universe and eventually became flesh and came to us as Jesus. It seems the birth and revelation of Christ was not just nine months in the making, but millennia. While the Matthew and Luke version of the birth of Jesus may wrap us in a comforting blanket of nostalgia and mangers, John's words are beautiful but distant, not cozy but confident. 
We hear that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh. Talk about a dramatic reveal. John is saying the same thing Matthew and Luke are saying about Jesus, just to a different audience. It's funny how the same divine revelation can sound so different depending on who it's being revealed to. Scholars believe that John wrote during a very tumultuous time. So unlike the Magi, John could not afford to only make ripples in the water. He needed to make a splash. The synagogue leaders and Jewish Christian community were undergoing a very messy and painful separation. John is writing to a confused community going through the growing pains of new beginnings. So it seems a variety of divine beginnings are being revealed to us here. And now here we are at the beginning of a new year. Liturgically, that year began with Advent, but each new calendar year can also echo those same feelings we see in the Magi and the words of John, feelings of hope and nostalgia, but also apprehension, even grief. Beginnings come in all shapes and sizes. Either way, they often leave you feeling off balance, maybe unsettled. Truth can do that to you as well. Just imagine how the Magi felt after realizing this was indeed Christ, this child, and they could not go back and tell King Herod. I know we have all heard the Christmas story many times, but the goal was never for it to make us feel cozy. This is where I think my friend gets it wrong. There's an unsettling element to it. The goal was to proclaim to all that there was something new happening, something that elated a few, but unsettled the majority. Experiencing the divine, as we see throughout scripture, seems to often have this outcome. It leads to a beginning that leaves a mark, that does not permit you to ignore it or return to life as it once was. You have tasted, touched, or experienced a glimpse of God's kingdom, and there's no coming back from that. The birth and revelation of Christ is one of those beginnings. We have tasted and seen during Advent that the Lord is good, and that truth might have some unsettling ramifications on your life. But as scary as that sounds, it's actually something to rejoice because it is in those unsettling moments that God does some of God's most liberating work. Another less divine example of irrevocable experience is the pandemic. We've experienced something that has so marked us, molded how we move about in the world and how we live life, that there's no going back to life as it once was. But our texts, chock full of new experiences and divine revelation, both painful and awe-inspiring, show us that God is in all beginnings. Divine revelation and new experiences always have the potential to draw us closer to Christ. Packing them up and putting them in the closet for 11 months was never supposed to be an option. Right now, 
we are in an unsettling season for a multitude of reasons. And we do not know what this new year holds. But what we do know is this, those ripples of grace, those splashes of mercy and love that began not only at the birth of Christ, but the birth of creation are still spreading, still making marks on all who experience them. The one thing that has not wavered through all our trials and tribulations, joys and concerns, change and new beginnings, is the constant presence of God with us. So do not pack up your walk with God and store it with your decorations until next Advent. The Christmas scripture offered in the Synoptic Gospels effectively guides us through the birth of Christ, but there's so much more to be revealed. It is just the beginning. Beginnings, while having the potential to be scary and unsettling, also offer us new ways to know Christ. And that is the goal of everything. Epiphany, Christmas, Easter, Pentecost. They all offer us new opportunities to know God. And frankly, that's all God wants, to know us. Celebrating Christ with frankincense and myrrh was only half the story, if that. John's prologue goes on to say that even though all the world came into being through God and the world didn't recognize Jesus, Jesus still came. We belong to a God who desperately wants to know us past Christmas. And that is the truth revealed at Epiphany. That is why we are offered so many beginnings because each, however painful, has the potential to reveal God's love for us. This season, I hope we have the courage to open our eyes to the ways in which God is revealing God's self to us and that we come back to the foundational truths found in John 1 when we find ourselves lost or overwhelmed. For if the word of God was in the beginning, most certainly God will have the last word as well. Happy New Year. Amen.